Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Herding cats, corralling feral hogs, pick your metaphor. But trying to force today's new crop of podcast listeners to behave the way you want them to behave is just kind of dumb. Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Wrapping up this week's miniseries with a very bold statement that I think that the hub-and-spoke model we've been using in podcasting is dumb. Now, if you missed the last two episodes, I'm basing this conversation around an article that Tom Webster, SVP for Edison Research, wrote entitled, Three Ways to Survive Podcasting's Existential Crisis. And it was really this eye-opening moment for everybody that many of us have been having for a while, and I think Tom put it into uh, a great, great text, and I wanted to follow up along it here. Episode of the first episode was talking about how you need to be the places that your audience needs uh, is already consuming content. This new crop of new listeners is behaving very different than the way you or I, the experienced podcaster, think about things. Yesterday's episode was about not just being in the places where they are, but actually making sure that your content lives there. And today, I want to wrap it all together and kind of make it make it make sense to you. Because that feral hog, those herded cats mentality is, is kind of right. You know, for 15 years, we've been operating as podcasters under this idea that the podcast, the audio files, or even worse, the RSS feed is the show. Like, that's the thing. What you, Everything else that you do drives to the thing, like a hub and spoke model. That's the way hub and spoke marketing works. You have a spoke in the middle where your main content is, and you have these hubs which radiate out from that, which are designed to go to where people are and bring those people back into where your content is. Here's the problem. Uh, that model is dumb. We don't really, nobody wants to do that. We've learned over the years that people don't want to be attracted to go somewhere else, not when they can consume and enjoy the content right there where they have chosen to be. So the idea that we can go to these various places and point people back to where our content is, have them change their behavior is, is misguided at best. So now that we're living in those places, we, we just have to learn to love it. I mean, that's really the impetus here is the, I, the, I, the concept of getting people to do what you want them to do is broken. And it has been for the longest time because there's no need to do that. Okay, sure. If you meet somebody at a party, if you meet somebody at a party and they say, tell me about your podcast, don't tell them to go to your YouTube channel. That's dumb. Don't tell them to follow you on Twitter. No point in doing that. Clearly then... You can give that person the URL for your 
website itself that has your podcast on it. Don't even direct them to a podcast directory, no. Or if you want to be smarter, do what I do, have them pull out their phone. Ask them what, ask them to pull up the app that they use to listen to podcasts and just, you know, get it to them right there. That's great if you want to do that. If if that in fact that's how they consume content. But in almost every other case, for all of these marketing things that we're doing, when we're sprinkling our content around the web, around the web, we need to make sure that we're letting the people who discover the content there consume the content there. Now that's going to cause problems. And part of the reason why I say you need to learn to love this model. The problems is that, or the problems are that, your stats are going to be wrong. I mean, realistically, if you've got people who maybe watch a portion of the show on YouTube, because we know that most people don't listen all the way through, or on a Facebook video, or other ways that you have this content spread around, those data points, those downloads, those listens, don't get back to your media hosting company, most likely, and you have an inaccurate representation of who's listening to your shows. So here's the solution to that. Stop caring about that. Seriously, stop caring about that. Because you've never been able to track everything exactly, and that's okay. Embrace that. Learn to love the fact that some of the things that you do may not be accurately countable. But do keep this in mind. If you say, but I don't want to love that, Eve, I'm going to force them to go to my podcast RSS feed and listen through this particular app because that gives me the best tracking. You haven't been paying attention, if that's what you're thinking right now. People don't want to do that. You can get the stats you have, and you still have those stats, but make sure your content's available everywhere else. The only people for whom this is a serious problem are for those who are selling ads against impressions. An impression means a download, something that we all agree means someone pulled down the file. And I get your challenge. Every time you run a podcast somewhere that doesn't have your ads embedded in it, that's an impression you're not getting credit for. I understand your plight. I get it. I am sympathetic to your cause. But your cause doesn't matter in the larger scheme of things. I know you want everybody to come and get as, give you as many impressions as possible, but that's not going to happen. I don't care how much you wish for something, like wishing for the hurricane to not hit land. That's not going to happen. That's the reality that we live in. People will listen and consume and watch where they want to, and we have to adapt to that. The other problem is, how do we really adapt to that? The tools that we have in place today, 2019, while they make it easy to take one piece of content and spread it out in multiple places, they don't really make it easy to customize that content so that it lives properly in each one of those locations. That's true. So, But that's coming. I mean, someone's going to solve this problem. It is, it is a definitely solvable problem which is going to cause us to have a reshift in our mind think. Reshift in our mind think? Yeah, let's go with that. On the way we think about assembling episodes and the softwares and the services that we use, which integrate with this. You looking for the next cool opportunity in podcast tech? That's it. 
allowing people to create this, the core of the content, but then customize the edges of that so that it works well in whatever medium you intentionally put it in. That's a, that's a great opportunity for someone to solve because that is a very difficult problem to solve with human beings doing things manually. Once again, the future of podcasting is going to look quite different than the past of podcasting. I think the listeners will have a great experience nonetheless, but those of us that create content are in for some massive changes as we survive podcasting's ongoing existential crisis. Now, I hope you enjoyed this mini-series. Again, links will be in the details for the article, as well as the prior two episodes, if it's your first time catching it. I would love to hear where you're watching and or listening and or reading this content, because I work kind of hard to make sure that all three of those things are possible. I would love to know what it is that that you are are doing and how you found this particular episode. Tell me wherever you happen to be, if in fact you can tell me on that platform where you're listening, or you can go to flick.group slash podcast pontifications. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big long word. I get it. But there's a link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah, Flick is where it's a private group where we can communicate. It's totally free to join and you can talk to me and other listeners as well. Way to keep the conversation going. Two more things real quickly. If you want to support the show, if you say, wow, this is brilliant stuff, man. How can I support you? Well, you could become a client of mine or the easier and much cheaper way to do that is go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and sign up. I love monthly supporters. If you want to do that, you can buy me a coffee every single month. That goes a long way. Or just a one-time purchase is fine with me as well. And then if you do think about, I would like this brain in my organization. We're not doing podcasting as good as we can. We're thinking about podcasting. We need some help with somebody as smart as you, Evo. Get in touch with me, evo at podcastlaunch.pro. You can go to podcastlaunch.pro to see a list of all the services I offer clients all over the world. Enjoy the weekend. No shows on Friday. I will be back on Monday with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com.
If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.